Welcome to Picture It Podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cindy. And this is a podcast dedicated to that 1980s classic, The Golden Girls. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Blue sky, sunshine, white sand by the mile. When you live in this town, each day is sublime. The coldest of winters are warm and divine. Miami, Miami, you've got style. and nightclubs all within reach dance the samba till morning then lie on the beach each view is a postcard each day a great time the cream of the crop it's the top of the line Today, we're going to cover episode three, Rose the Prude. It aired September 28th, 1985. Having not dated since her husband died, Rose reluctantly agrees to go on a blind date. This date turns into a serious relationship when she is invited on a cruise, which would involve sharing a stateroom. Ooh, sounds scandalous. (laughs) Well, we open with uh, Dorothy and Sophia playing Jen out on the lanai. Uh, Blanche enters and starts going on and on about how she needs a favor and she really wouldn't ask. And the whole time, she's like got her hand on Sophia's chair and is looking mostly at Sophia and then is looking at Dorothy. And she says, you know, I'm going to go on the state, but I need a date for his brother. And Sophia's like, sure, I'm game. Yeah, sure, you know. And so then Blanche is like, no, I wasn't talking to you, Sophia. Even though it looked like she was talking to her. It was ridiculous. So then and she Sophia walks. Sophia was ready to right. go, oh, yeah. too. Sophia's like, yep. I'm down. She was standing up. She yeah, was going to go get ready for that yeah, date. Yeah, she was ready. There. And uh, so then she walks around the table and stops at Dorothy's chair. Because Dorothy, like, I guess maybe because she was across from Dorothy. Uh, it was supposed to be like, hey, I'm talking to you. I don't know. Uh, instead of talking at you, I, don't, I have no idea. And she goes over to Dorothy, and Dorothy's like, nope, I'm busy. And Blanche is like, you, what? you're just playing cards. And Dorothy's like, I'm beating my mother at gin. And uh, then, of course, she wasn't, because Sophia lays down her hand, and, well, she she beat her. Uh, <laughs> of course, Dorothy's annoyed. Uh, and then Rose enters, and uh, she asks Rose if she'll go out with her friend. You know, she's all like, how would you like to go out on a date with a lovely man or whatever she says? Like, some type, way to sweet talk her into it. And Rose is like, well, I don't know, because I haven't dated anybody since my husband died. And, you know, it's been 15 years or whatever, so they can't believe that. Rose said everyone is just so ordinary yeah. after Charlie. Yes, she says she thinks maybe she was... Uh, spoiled or something. Yeah. I don't think that's the exact word she uses, but it was really funny because she's just like, meh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, you know, I'm like, Sophia, it's like free food, let's go. Um, right. She didn't say it. 
But you know she was thinking it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she, uh, it gets on to how, like, uh, Charlie was the only man that Rose ever slept with and all this kind of thing. And, and that she didn't even know what a prostate was <laughs> until she moved to Miami. And one of my favorite things is uh, Dorothy responds with, that's because nobody That's, in Minnesota goes, had a yes, she's like It was too cold. She goes, they don't have them. It's too cold. And, oh, it's great. Anyway. Uh, and so then, you know, she agrees to go on the, on the date or whatever. Um, and all this time, Rose, or not Rose, uh, Sophia and Dorothy are still playing oh, right. gin. And one of my favorite moments in the episodes happened. Um, just out of nowhere, Sophia says, and what's the name of the game? And Rose says, Jim? Yes. And Sophia shows her cards, and so Dorothy, she, like, she just puts her head in her hands. Like, she's got the <laughs> best reactions to everything. Right? It's so, like, B. Arthur is amazing. I could watch the B. Arthur show, and she doesn't even have to say anything. <laughs> yes. Um, cut to uh, them sitting in the living room. You know, the girls are getting ready to go out on their date and all that, and uh, um, Blanche asks Dorothy to open a jar, and... And she's like, I, and, and, you know, Dorothy's like, I don't, if you couldn't open it, I don't know if I can or whatever. And, and, um, Blanche is like, oh, well, I don't want to ruin my manicure. Kind of thing. <laughs> and Dorothy's like, wait, you know, what about my hand? She's like, I'm a teacher. I don't, I don't, I grade papers. I don't shuck oysters for a living, you know? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny because, you know, Blanche just wants to be dainty and not like ruin her nails. And she thinks. Dorothy's just burly and doesn't care about herself. It's like, that's terrible. Um, but Sophia comes in and uh, heads out the door, and they're asking her where she's going, and she's got a group that meets to uh, to take their pictures to send to Willard Scott to get on TV. <laughs> Which, that's um, right. <laughs> hopefully there's not anybody listening who doesn't know who Willard Scott is, because he's been around for a long time, but he's a weatherman. Who likes to wish old people happy birthday? <laughs> oh, oh no! Okay, so oh, yeah. I thought Al Roker liked to wish yeah. old people happy birthday. No, he birthday. does that now. Yeah, Willard Scott was the guy who always did it in the nineties. Oh. Yeah, so that gives me away. He's the he's the precursor was. to Al Roker. Oh, okay, <laughs> the white, but he's white. He's the white Al Roker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Willard Scott. I don't um, know who you are. Uh, yeah, if you Google him, you'll probably find a picture of him dressed as Ronald McDonald from a very early. McDonald's commercial, and it is a creepy, creepy. Like, he wears this hat that looks like the cardboard box that they'd stick your food in and bring to your car and sit it on the window, like, in an old 50s movie. Oh my gosh. And it has, like, fake fries and stuff in it, and he has, like, looks like a, like a little, like, Dixie cup that you use in the bathroom when you brush your teeth for a nose. It's weird. Look him up. It's creepy. Um... I think I'll pass right now. <laughs> anyway, but I think it's amusing. I guess they try to, I guess they all take their pictures to figure out who looks old enough to get on there. <laughs> um, I didn't catch that reference. Anyway, uh, so Rose, oh, I forgot to mention, when the girls came back from their, their date, oh, wait, let's see, wait. Did that happen before? That happened after they came back from their date. Yeah, after sorry. they came back from their that date. That was the day after they came back from their date. Yeah. I can't even remember what's going on half the time. I'm sorry. Just bear with me. Um, 
that all happened after they came back from their date, and Rosa had a great time, and uh, Blanche had a terrible time. So Rosa's gonna see this guy again. His name's Arnie. Uh, he's actually played by Harold Gould, who also was on the Mary Tyler Moore show with Betty White, and he played Rhoda's dad, and I think I might have talked mentioned that on one of the other episodes. Uh, but currently in this episode, he is playing Arnie from New Jersey. Uh, he has a little bit of a New Jersey accent every now and then, uh, but later on, he turns out to play Rose's longtime love interest, Miles, where he doesn't have that accent. So Wait, the same actor? Yes, it's the exact Please, same guy. Two different... Yeah, and they're both Rose's boyfriend. So this oh, is the first funny. time that this, that one person is going to have play multiple ro- roles on this show. Um, but I'm excited to talk about that because there's always lots of people who do that. Um, who did think old white guys with such a small... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I guess there weren't as many as there are now. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, so Rose comes in. After seeing Arnie and all this, and he wants her to go with him to the Bahamas. This is the sharing. Oh, yes, this is the whole sharing estate room thing uh, that she's really worried about. Um, you know, and again, she's talking about Charlie being the only one and all that kind of thing, and she's just worried about it, um, uh, which she should be. And, Very reasonable worries. And um, Blanche comes in and asks what's wrong, and she says. She's, she oh. says Rose is worried about, and, and, and Dorothy says she's worried about them changing the taste of Coke, which I thought was hilarious because maybe not everybody will remember New Coke, a.k.a. Coke 2. I don't remember drinking it because my father only drank Coca-Cola Classic out of the bottle for years because he did not like that. And, like, out of a glass bottle, and that's the only way he'd drink it. He wouldn't drink it in a can or a plastic bottle, but he'll, he only buys cans now. Because, you know, glass bottles aren't really around. You have to get the little tiny ones. Anyway. Um, Even I remember, though, like, how like, the, the taste of Coke was changing. Yeah. Like, that was a thing. Yeah. Um, when this happened in 85, I looked it up. It was 85, so it was the same year that this show aired. Uh, actually happened in, like, February or something. Um, uh, they changed it, and then a few months later, they went back, and they had the Coca-Cola Classic. So, I don't know if we stopped drinking Cokes for a while, because I was three. So, I really wasn't drinking that much Coke anyway. <laughs> um, but I remember my dad always drinking Coca-Cola Classic, and him being specific about that when I was a kid, and not really realizing it was because... There was no old Coke for a while. There was just the new version of Coke. Uh, yeah, anyway. But apparently, it went on... When they changed the name to Coke 2, it went on to 1992. So, it lasted for seven years, just like this TV show. Huh. And I had no idea. Because we never bought it. We always got Coke Classic. Um, I mean... So, like, it, Coke now, is it... It's still Coca-Cola Classic or whatever is what it? it still says on the can. Yeah, mm. sometimes they have, you know, when they have, like, when they're just the regular cans, it still usually says that. The bottles all say that. Uh, when they have the special designs and stuff on them, they're usually, um, it usually just says Coke, you know, C-O-K-E, Coke or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I would be an authority on this because usually if someone sees me with a drink in my hand, it's a Coke. 
Except for today when I have a Dr. Pepper, but that's because where we ate lunch we didn't gonna, have Coke. So. <laughs> what are we going to do with you, Brooke? Changing things. Uh, yeah. Uh, I am a very big Pepsi denier. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I seriously feel gross when I think about tasted Pepsi, uh, which is uh, weird. But this podcast is not about soda pop. No! It's not. <laughs> There's a moment I wanted to mention. Oh, yes. When... Blanche was so upset that her date had gone bad that oh, she yes. was asking Dorothy to like remind her of all the dates that like went well. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Blanche was getting all bothered and uh, Yes. Um and Dorothy just looks at her and says, Take a cold shower, Blanche. Yes. <laughs> um Yes, and then well, after after the whole thing, a bit about the Coke, you know, Blanche is just wondering why Rose doesn't want to go off with a man to this, to the to the Bahamas on a cruise, you yeah. know. She thought maybe it's because Rose didn't want to pay for it or whatever. And, you know, because it's free, come on. Or that, you know, maybe he was going to make her pay half or something. And... Dorothy's like, uh, not all of us are classified as a print as to the Navy as a print friendly port. Jeez, <laughs> oh, it's terrible and hilarious. But you know, she just takes it. She doesn't care. She's like, all right. Um, so that's pretty great. Um, anyway, so then we cut to Arnie and Rose in their hotel room. Uh, I found it amusing. Like every time we saw Arnie. On the boat, he was always wearing blue, and she was always wearing pink. But it was because she was wearing her pink robe, um, which I her dr- love. By the dressing way. gown oh, is it was what beautiful. Yes, because it was fancy. So I want one. It was flowy and silky and lacy. It had like like ruffles and stuff. Yeah, um, everyone should have one of those. <laughs> everyone. Um, oh, I like that she was talking about his robe when he comes out of the bathroom, yeah. and that his kids got it for him, and she goes. I'm never good at picking out unusual gifts. <laughs> unusual gifts. Unusual. Oh, I want to yeah. know what a usual gift for Rose Rose's would be. Rose has got some unusual gifts. <laughs> but for her, totally ordinary. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, anyway, but he's like, hey, do you want to dance? And she goes, oh, I can be ready and changed and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. And he gets out a radio and he says he bought it for his grandson. And this is a thing. I... They're all older, and I sit there and I watch. This is, it kind of makes me mad about everything, because women of a certain age can't get jobs in Hollywood on or whatever. They have to, they have to be classified as someone's mother or someone's grandmother. And on this show, I never think of them that way until they mention it. Right. And so, like, already saying something about his grandson, I don't even think about it because it's not, it's not defining who they are. Right. It's just a part of who they are. Right, right, right. And that's a good point. You know, and that, like that's that's something that I think is really good about this show too is that, you know, cuz there, there are faults and we will get to faults because obviously, you know, there's a lot of just white people on this show. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Old white people. Yeah, basically. Um I mean, Golden Girls. It's the genre. Right. So, you know, I, I just I really never it never bothered me, or I never really thought about it until today. And I was like, you know, that's funny that I never thought about, oh, hey, they're grandparents and stuff. Because yeah. that's not what it's about. It's about their lives of them living together and right. their relationships with other people. You know. These characters are not defined by what they are. Yeah. 
as mothers and wives and grandmothers, but they're defined by what they do and the things they say. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really cool. That's a really interesting thing to note about this show, because it's not always the case. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) So he says he gets this radio for his grandson, and he liked it so much that he plays a cassette tape. (laughs) Apparently, cassette tapes are coming back. I don't know if you've heard about this, but after, I knew records were coming back. Right, because right, doing... you know they have Record Store Day. Well, now the same people have made a cassette day. That's hilarious. Yes, and so people are making mixtapes and stuff on oh tapes gosh. when they find them now. Yeah, it's pretty. I intense. can't wait for CDs to come back. <laughs> I have a lot of those. I did get rid of all of my tapes though. Um, I remember I was real little when tapes were still a thing. Um, yeah. I remember sticking the pencil in and winding yes. the tape back and then recording songs off the radio on a tape. Yes. Way before podcasting. Oh, yeah. My friends and I would pretend we were radio DJs. This is a good digression for this episode. We would pretend like we were radio DJs and, um, we have two radios set up. Sometimes it would be me and my brother. Sometimes it would be me and my friends. Sometimes it would be all three of us. And one of us would be wearing headphones plugged into the radio. And then when it was about ready for the DJ or the commercial to go off, or, you know, to come back, then we'd go back and record the stuff that was on the radio. Well, in the meantime, we'd make up our own commercials during the commercial break. Yeah. We'd be our own DJs. And then we wouldn't have to play the music. We would just then record whatever songs they played for the, and then we'd figure out what we were going to do for our next commercial or whatever. It was so much fun. And I wish, I wonder if I still have some of those tapes. Probably not. Not that would be something my dad would have just chucked in the gar- garage sale pile or whatever. So, and I was going to say yard sale. And I don't know. I don't have a difference between a yard sale and a garage sale. Even though apparently that's a regional thing, which, whichever one you say, but that's a whole nother. That's a digression on my digression. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so they play the music, and of course it's Glenn Miller because, ha, old people. Uh, <laughs> you know, they would have listened to Glenn Miller or whatever, and I like that um, Rose tells a story about this band who was in, like a Glenn Miller cover ma- band called Dick Singleton and the Single Tones. And if you close your eyes, you'll believe it's Glenn Miller. And she said, you could close your eyes, but you still knew it was Dick Singleton. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, that was a good moment. Yes, cover bands are always kind of like that. They're like, you'll never know the difference. Come on. You'll know the difference. You close your eyes at a Journey concert, it's still not Steve Perry. <laughs> you know, I mean, the guy is good. And maybe it's bad that I call them Korean Journey because the guy is Korean. He is really good. He's just not Steve Perry. It's just not the exact same. But the guy who sings for Yes is amazing and sounds exactly like the original guy. Sorry. Another digression. Brooke is dating herself. Ah! <laughs> I, I remember I said my husband was alive when the Beatles were still a band, so it helps. Um. <laughs> I'm from the Backstreet Boys generation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I was in middle school then. Um. When their first album came out, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it cuts back to the rest of the girls of the house. And one of them says, Oh, I wonder if Rose is having a good time. And, I wonder what Rose is doing right now. Or, if, or whatever. And Sophia goes, You wonder if she's doing it right now. 
<laughs> and uh, and so then they go on about you know, like at, like after their after you know Sophia and Blanche's husband died or Dorothy was divorced or whatever, how long they waited before they they you know uh, got with somebody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with anyone and, else. Um, and you know, Dorothy says, "How long did you wait after Georgia died?" <laughs> oh, to and Blanche. Sophia, yeah, to Blanche. And Sophia says, "Until the paramedics came." <laughs> <laughs> and Blanche tells a story about the preacher at her husband's funeral giving her the eye, you know, and that he'd always wanted her, even though he was married. And then whenever they got a divorce, the preacher and his wife—that is—they um, had they consummated their passion. <laughs> and um oh after his wife died excuse me sorry i'm everybody's dead except for for dorothy's husband in this story um uh but uh she's you know they asked how it was and she said well he left his watch and his socks on and i never saw him after that <laughs> oh it lasted 10 minutes and i never saw him again <laughs> it was great. You um, know it's a bad when he leaves the socks on. Come on. <laughs> have some class, dudes. Take your socks off. And the watch. And the watch. And the watch. Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's pretty funny. Um, and uh, they talk about... Uh, oh, oh, and they talk about uh, Dorothy's next uh, conquest was the divorce lawyer and Sophia guesses that because she says it's always a divorce lawyer which I don't know about that I don't really want to think about that I never saw my mom's divorce lawyer but I just just my mom I don't want to think about that <laughs> nope no thank you Cindy was making the best face she was making a Dorothy face uh, <laughs> it's pretty good um Anyway, so, uh, Dorothy's talking about how, you know, you, you have problems dating at your age, because if you lean over, it looks like someone's let the air out of your face. Oh, yeah. And Blanche doesn't know what she's talking about. She's like, what, what, what? She grabs a mirror out of the drawer, and she leans over, she sits it on the counter and leans over, and she's like, oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> Dorothy, why didn't you tell me about this before? Yeah, so then, Dorothy's like, oh, lay on your back. You have to meet men lying on your back. <laughs> and, you know, in, in the meantime, like, Blanche leans back, and she's talking about how gorgeous she looks, and Sophia's like, <laughs> oh, she says, I'm going to have to meet all my men lying down. And so Sophia says, I thought you already did that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh Lord. Um anyway, we go back to uh to the infamous state room. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and um this is now morning. Yes. Right? Um because previously the night before Rose and Arnie had been, you know, discussing and Rose got real upset. Mm-hmm. She was just thinking about Charlie and She locked herself in the bathroom. She locked herself in the bathroom, yeah. And we find out this morning that she's apparently been in there all night. You know, Arnie's dressed in blue, matching the bedspread. It also matched the bedspread, I forgot to oh, say. Yeah. It was the same sort of tone of blue, the blues that he was wearing. Um, and she comes out because he says, I need my Actifed. I believe that's what it's called. Let me confer. Actifed, yes. And apparently some sort of antihistamine that was around until 2006. Huh. I've never but heard it started. But it. it started in 1958, which would be perfect timing for this guy to use it you know for it to be his go-to medication he can't live without it yeah, yeah he can't yeah he can't live without it um and 
and expect the antihistamine, man. Yep. So she comes out and um, she says, "I've been crying. I look awful." And he goes, "Oh, it doesn't matter to me. I left my contacts in the bathroom." <laughs> I just want to say that when I was taking notes, I wrote little hearts everywhere because yeah. they were just being so adorable. Yeah, Rose like, and Arnie. I just yes, I love them. They were a little awkwardly adorable at times. Yes. I do like her better with when he becomes Miles and he's Miles. Um, yeah, he goes through several names. You'll, you'll see. Um, I like him better. Um, anyway, but he, you know, she's talking about how, uh, tell, him, tell him about Charlie, about how he kind of reminds her of, of Charlie and uh, and how she hadn't um, been with anybody since Charlie and all that kind of thing. And so he tells her about his wife, Molly, that he felt like that. And for a whole year after she died that he was a zombie, basically, you know, and and that his daughter sat him down and said, you know, mom wouldn't want you to be like this. Mom would want you to live your life. And and she would hate what you're doing to yourself. You know, it's just not fair. And, you know, and he says, so, you know, do you, what do you think Charlie would think about you acting this way? And, she, and Rose says, I think he would say the same thing Molly did. <laughs> so Arnie's like, Arnie's like, she didn't actually say that. <laughs> Anyway, so then Rose goes on, and she's like, well, also, I might kill you. It's kind of like, excuse me? (laughs) Rose is a murderer now? What happened? Turns out, uh, Charlie died while they were in the middle of getting it on. Getting it on. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I'm not... (laughs) Yeah, Rose says making love. Ma- yeah, That's no. too polite. Yeah, it also seems like such an old lady thing to say. <laughs> they were doing the big nasty oh, and Charlie kills over, <laughs> basically. Pretty much. Uh, later on, we do find out in another episode that he had his heart attack in the middle. And it's, the story is sad, but then amusing. Anyway, we'll get to that in another episode. Uh, but, like, he had his heart attack then and they came and got him kind of thing. It's what you find out. And then later on episode um and of course he's like well it doesn't you know if if you've gone 15 years without uh making love then it could be a possibility <laughs> <laughs> and she asked him to hold her until so they hold each other oh, and then we cut so away precious. yeah you know it was really nice except for at first he just sort of puts his hand on one shoulder and it's awkward and it's sort of awkward and weird yeah and i was like but then she just kind of like leans into yeah him, and he puts and, and he puts his other arm around her and then he then he, after he gets his, like, right arm around her, then he grabs her with his left arm or whatever. But it and was, yeah, it was kind of awkward at first. I'm like, put your hand on somebody's like, shoulder like that Arnie, when you're just blurry. If you're you gonna know. make a move, you're gonna make a move. Right, exactly. Like, you're old, you don't got much time left. Yeah, and go it's like, if, exactly. Like, if he was planning on something to maybe happen, that was kind of an awkward way to just kind of, like, there, there her for right? a second. Um, but, uh, you know, anyway. So then it cuts to the girls, um... You know, they're they're sitting at home, and they're uh, doing whatever, and um, Sophia walks in, and she's like, like, what are you, fainting out cards? You oh, know, yeah. going in, like, Dorothy's <laughs> ear. Like, to Dorothy's ear, and, and, you know, trying to get her to play, and Dorothy's had enough. She is so mad, because she, she always loses, because she's so competitive, and Sophia always wins. Like, she's really good and doesn't matter. And then she's like, well, I don't... At Jen, by the way. Yeah, at Jen, yes. I don't think they've ever played other stuff. That's what they always seem to be playing is Jen. Um, and 
turns out, like, Sophia doesn't want to go play somebody else because she doesn't care to play. And she doesn't, her thing about playing cards is she wants to talk. She likes to have that conversation and the gossip time and all that kind of thing. Right. And it's kind of funny because that's how my family always was. Like, they, we had, um, when I was a kid, after my dad got remarried, we started eating pizza at my grandmother's house, like on Friday nights, and they'd play Rook. That's my family's game is Rook. And it, you know, as competitive as the teams would be, it was more of them all being together and talking and laughing and having fun. Even though sometimes it didn't seem like they were having fun, especially times my stepmom would yell at my dad because they were always on opposite teams and so she'd get mad at the cards he'd lay down. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's just sort of part of it. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, people don't do that kind of stuff as much anymore. Right. You know? I mean, sometimes you've got kids that play video games with friends online or even with friends next to them so then they can talk to each other and have some sort of camaraderie. Right. But there's a lot of people staring at their cell phones and texting each other, and you don't get the same... I don't feel like you get the same sort of uh, friendship or unity or whatever. You know what I mean? You don't get that same sort of feeling. Conversation... Conversation just seems to flow differently when, you know, your hands are doing something and then yeah. just the yeah. cards. And, and even, I mean, and even if they weren't, even if you were sitting talking, it's still, di- like, even if that's what they wanted to do, that's still way different from nowadays when people don't even want to talk right. to each other. But we're not here to be cynical. Well, I'm You not may not be. be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever think of you as cynical, but I always think of me as cynical. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, they're kind of talking about how, hey, your aunt was going to go out with this guy, and she's going to tell her the story if they play cards and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's kind of funny, and it's a good little bonding moment. Yeah. And I love the relationship that Dorothy and Sophia have. Yeah, they always play off really off each other really well. And yeah. I can't remember if I mentioned this or not, but uh, I think... Rue McClanahan thought that Estelle Getty was uh, sort of intimidated by B. Arthur because she is a very tall lady mm-hmm. with broad shoulders and she's got a lot of background in acting and she's also really tough, like super tough. And, you know, like she said, one of her hobbies was shooting guns and stuff. So, you know. Oh. So, she has a lot to be intimidated by because Estelle Getty hadn't really acted as long as any of them. Right. And she always had stage, because she has stage fright and everything. So, you know, to see the relationship that comes across the screen, whether they actually had any kind of real relationship or not, is really good. And even with the other girls, since I know I've talked about the uh, accusations that B. Arthur hated everybody. <laughs> I think she was just rough, maybe. Seemed like she hated everyone, and she needed a buffer, you know. She couldn't be alone with just one person who was not like her. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, so I thought that, I, I do, I always like their interactions, they're really good. Uh, anyway, Rose comes home, and, uh, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you don't have, oh, wait, right before, like, Blanche runs in saying Rose is home. 
So before Rose gets in the door, Dorothy's like, listen, don't ask her any embarrassing questions. If she doesn't want to tell us if she's did it or anything, just don't bother her about it because... You know, that's just, uh, we don't want to bother her like that. It's been rough for her. Yeah, be respectful. And Cindy's like, here comes the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) She was a very teachery moment. Yes, it was definitely. Like, that was good acting. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It was perfect. Um, So then Rose comes in, and she sits down, and she's talking about all the stuff that they did. You know, shuffleboard and hootenannies. And Cindy's like, wait. She used the word hootenannies. Yeah. She goes, wait. Did she just say hootenannies? Oh. Las Vegas night, yes. and casino, and ballroom dancing, and masquerades, hoot nannies. Like that's awesome. Nobody says the word hoot nannies anymore, and I wish they would. You should bring that back. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say groovy, groovy. Let's go to the hoot nanny. Okay, <laughs> I always say swell, but um, that was always swell, been but my that's word. Like a vintage word now. Oh, okay. like it's cool to say swell. Is it? Yeah. Well, crap. Maybe I should stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. You know, and so she's going on and on, and they're all like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, you can tell they kind of want to know more. They want to know and more. And then finally... And Sophia says... Oh, Dorothy says, did you and Arnie hit the sheets or what? Dorothy says that. No, you forgot. What did Sophia when say? Sophia said, oh, no, so, so did you and Arnie play yeah, hide the, the cannoli? That's what she says. I forgot that she said that. <gasps> yes, because I didn't write that down, so I forgot. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And so then, you know, Dorothy's like, ah, and so she goes on and tells her story about... All the shuffleboard and hootenannies and stuff. And then Dorothy's like, ask her. And it's hilarious because Dorothy was like, telling her not to do that. But she stands up and like, yells it out, basically. You know, yep. she's like, ah! Dorothy wants to know. And then, of course, you know, Rose is like, I don't know. And so... Some girls don't kiss and tell. Yeah, and so then they're like, okay. And she's like, I need to go unpack. So she goes to unpack and they're like, okay. If you go through the door and don't come back, we know nothing happened. But if you come back, that's a Yes. So, she, so goes. she goes. She goes. And she's gone for like 10 seconds. And then she comes back sheepishly. And they're all like, ah! They all freak out. And it's hilarious. Um, so then she sort of gives them a little bit of a lowdown. And then uh, um, Blanche is like, I'll go help you unpack. You know, go ahead. We'll help you unpack. I'll get the details. You know, she says back to the other girls. Uh, and uh, then we we end with... Sophia and Dorothy, they start playing cards again and, and gossiping about stuff about, is it Charles de Gaulle or something? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and um, that is Charles Boyer. That's who it was. Charles de Gaulle comes up in a different story. Excuse me. This all goes over my head. <laughs> and I did not look up Charles Boyer. Um, but you can look him up in your spare time. It's fine. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's where we're in. You know, they're, uh, Rose got lucky. Uh, Blanche didn't have a whole lot in this episode. Uh, you know, because she had a bad date. Um, oh, yeah. And then Dorothy and Sophia are going back to playing their card games and, and gossiping about stuff and having fun. Do you have anything else to add? No. That's all I had. <laughs> Alright. So, let's go to our awards. <laughs> uh, starting with the best shoulder pads, uh, I nominated Blanche because she was wearing this blue, like, jumpsuit thing in the beginning, and I'm like, most people can't wear one of those, especially some woman in, like... Okay. 
So, I'd say in her 60s, but she's probably supposed to be in her 50s, and she probably actually was in her 50s, but if you go back, people look older when they're younger. Right. You go back. Anyway. Because the ages that they were when they were my mom's age, my mom looks like 15 years younger than them. Dang. You know. Uh, you know. But that's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Um, but she was rocking the jumpsuit. Yeah. And so, uh, that I gave her that for, for rocking oh, yeah. the jumpsuits. Because... <laughs> can do that and those are back i'm probably not wearing one but they're back yeah (laughs) anyway you got the zinger for us yeah our zinger we already mentioned it um was they were talking about you know how long they waited after their you know husbands had passed away or divorced and this is where dorothy asks, well, Blanche, how long did you wait until after George died? And Sophia just comes and says, until the paramedics came. <laughs> so we're giving that to Sophia, because yes. that was just too good to pass up. Yes, definitely. Um, Alright, and the St. Olaf Award, will we only really had one real story, and it was Blanche talking about her soiree with this preacher. Because <laughs> uh, it was pretty funny. Um, you know. Yeah. Watch, socks, 10 minutes, all that kind of thing. That was pretty hilarious. Uh, <laughs> she's all like, he was lusting after me kind of thing. It was hilarious. It was a good story. <laughs> Blanche tells really good stories. Yes, she does. She actually tells some pretty she good stories. She doesn't tell as many stories as, like, uh, Rose and Sophia do. But when she does tell a story, it's a good one. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Because they're always really funny because there's weird things that happen. Or Yeah, all these ladies have had real... Interesting lives. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. So, so how and many now, cheesecakes have you given this episode? I gave this one three because I love it. Okay, I just gotta say, uh, the Golden Girls is on a different scale from everything else for me. So I'm basing. I don't know how you're basing your things since you don't know them as well as I do. But I base my ratings on all the episodes as a whole. And each individual episode towards that. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, uh, you know. Um, so for me, out of all of the episodes, this is like a three. Because it had some good stuff, and I liked it, and it's funny. Um, but it's not one of my most favorite episodes. But it's definitely one I watch. There's only a few that I don't really care if I watch when I watch them. We'll get to those, of course. <laughs> In like three years, because this is going to take forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I say I, I say a three. Yeah, I gave it three cheesecakes as well. All right, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm considering giving it three and a half cheesecakes. All right. Um, Dorothy, being the teacher that she is, mm-hmm. occasionally gives out lots of really good advice. Yes. When they were talking Rose into going onto the cruise with Arnie. Right. Dorothy says, if you don't take a chance, nothing happens. Oh, good point. Yeah. And that really, yeah. I don't know, that resonated with me. And I just, I'm like, man, Dorothy, she's a, she's a tough cookie, but yeah, she says and some really good things. Another reason why I would want to be Dorothy, but I know I probably won't ever be Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you got any else, anything else to add about this episode? No, that's it. Awesome. So, join us next time for episode four. The Transplant. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Picture It Podcast. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash pictureitpod. And follow us on Twitter at 
Picture It Pod. And check us out on Tumblr at pictureitpodcast.tumblr.com or send us an email to pictureitpodcast at gmail.com.